Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Glenn, who is the director of the Bushy Hill Nature Center. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey there. I'm doing great. Thanks for coming down. Thanks yeah. for coming down. Welcome. You're, you're a first-time guest with me, so welcome. I am. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and what role you play with Bushy Hill Nature Center. So I am the director of the Nature Center. Okay. And that means that I'm in charge of taking care of our yearly things. So okay. it means outside of summer camp, if a program is coming to this property, I'm making sure that they're getting scheduled properly or I'm getting them to um, our scheduling department to make sure that they get on. Um, and then I'm helping out, making sure that we have everything else sort of moving through smoothly on the property. Cool. Yeah. How long have you been there? So I have a very long history with Bushy Hill. Okay. And I have a short director stint currently started. All right. Um, so I got this position um, um, May of last year. Okay. So it's coming up on a year for me to be in this position. All right. However, I went to Bushy Hill as a camper. So I started way back when I was 12, back in 2000. Okay. So I've been a part of the property for a very long time. There I did go. their teen survival program went through that in its phases, volunteered until I was old enough to work there, worked all throughout college. Right after college, I went in to year-round work for a few years, and I took um, a break working full-time, would come back for the advanced survival programs in the summer, mm -hmm. periodically helping out with a few different programs throughout the year, um, and then took a few years off from just most of the survival skills trainings, and then I really missed it. Yeah. <laughs> so I got this opportunity, Jen reached out, and she was like, I'm starting something new. Can right. you help? And I was like, of course. Absolutely. And we have to mention who you took over for, because you took over for a friend of mine. I did. Yes, yes. you did. <laughs> <laughs> so Brendan, we worked really closely together. Yeah, we, um, we went through a lot of the program together. We were counselors together throughout the summers, Okay. and we really complimented each other well. Yeah. I was that quiet um, <laughs> guy that knew a lot of the wilderness skills, and he was the louder guy <laughs> that was really good with all the team building games, and we would often work after school together, and that was just a great combo of just like high energy games and like low energy, like moving around the outside yeah. and getting out of things, so. Brendan yeah. Highland, quiet? Never. No chance, <laughs> no, no, no chance at all. Like the, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> no, that's not him. Not at all. No, absolutely not. So how did you guys survive the pandemic? So um, I came in at the, the back end of the pandemic, and what the property as a whole did to make that all work is remarkable. Yeah. Um, all the schools shut down and nobody could come in. So what they ended up doing was opening up the property so okay. that students doing um, online learning had a space to go nice. that they could also do that right. with extra help. Absolutely. So Jen being a, a longtime teacher yep. and then coming back to the Nature Center, she was able to help a lot of those kids through right. those challenges. And us having so much space on the property made it so that everybody was able to stay safely apart. Yeah. And still have Wi-Fi access and things like that. Absolutely. And now what is Jen up to on the property? She has started um, the Steward Outdoor Day School. That's right. So she has kids from kindergarten 
to sixth grade all day. Um, she's bringing them through an outdoor education program. Cool. And it's just going through all of your normal school things, but you get to be on the bushy land and using nature and all those things to, to go through those skills. Absolutely. And now tell us a bit about, a little bit about the property. So we have a little over 700 acres. We have a mile-long spring-fed lake, mm -hmm. and we have multiple programs on property. So okay. the property itself is called Incarnation Property. Right. And underneath that umbrella, we have Bushy Hill Day Camp, we have Pequot Sherwood Day Camp and Overnight Camp, and then we have conference groups. So with all three of those really working together at this point, we get to offer a lot of different programs. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of different people coming to our property to experience the wonderful property that it is and the magic that can happen on it. Right. Now, as far as, obviously, you guys are busy year-round. Yeah. But especially during the summer. Oh, yeah. Whenever, when, <laughs> when, when it all happens and it all goes down. Yeah. What do you guys do during the off-peak season as far as programs, and then what do you guys do as far as summer programs go? Okay, so our winter, or I guess like our off summer camp break mm -hmm. goes from fall. We focus really heavily on um, our indigenous studies programs and our team building programs. Okay. Kids are getting back into school, learning their new classes, so we have team building. Also, it fits into the school curriculum of Native American history. So we have a wigwam on our property. We talk about local Native American tribes and how they could utilize our land and sort of the lands that the schools come from to mm -hmm. connect it back to them. And we show a lot of different tools and let the kids pick them up and hold them and start to like see what it was like and what people used um, back then. Right. Then our winter happens. So during the very coldest months, that's our like recoup period. We're yeah. doing a lot of like, um, prepping for our seasons and getting everything ready. Right. Then uh, February hits, and that's when we do maple sugaring, and we'll be tapping trees, and hopefully making syrup and not burning a batch, <laughs> or we'll be burning a batch and we'll be learning how to not do that again. <laughs> and then what we're coming up right on now is our wetlands program, where we go over um, the circle of life, sort of what is in a pond, what is in a drop of water, and how our woods sort of transition from these dry patches to the swamps and things like that. Cool. Yeah. Very I've cool. I've been also filling in, this uh -oh. is the fun part, um, Girl Scouts have been wanting to do a lot of different um, wilderness hikes and things like that. So okay. we're getting a lot of the Girl Scout groups in, offering it over to Boy Scouts too for like overnights. Um, and then we've had a lot of birthdays, and now I get to start adult programs. So that's yeah. super exciting. Summer programs. And then summer happens, and then, then we're right back at it again. Oh boy. Now, how busy are you guys in the summer? The summer is crazy. All go all day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as, as packed as it is, mm -hmm. and as draining physically as it is, it's sort of one of those points for me where it's like, it fills me up for the rest of the year. Absolutely. Like, I love it. And I get to work with the teens and the teen survival program. And that is like my passion of passions. And from what I remember last time I was on the site, you guys have a zip line. We do have a yes, zip line. She, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Jen was telling me, she's like, one of these days, 
we want to get Pete Mazzetti up here and we want to <laughs> get him on that zip line going from one end to the other. Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's a um, little over 100 feet long and we're about 50 to 70 feet in the trees. Okay. So that one, super sweet. We also have other high rope elements. Right now, we're fixing them all up just a little bit because yep. of um, the last few years of nobody's been able to use them just because right. nobody's on property. Yeah, right. And we've had a few trees fall around the area. So we're ah. like, let's make sure everything is set so that everything is ready to go. Yes, please. But that is, that's what we're getting ready for the summer. Yes, please. And now how, as far as your summer programs go, are they all day? Are they half a day? If people want to register, where can they go? Yeah, so bushyhill.org is where we go for registration. Okay. And um, we have day camps. So we have, our day is roughly 8, 39 o'clock drop off to around 4 o'clock um, for pickup. Okay. But there's early care, there's late care, if that doesn't fit with people's schedule. So it's almost... Um, Potentially from like seven until five, okay, something like that. So, yeah, yeah. somebody's always on, somebody's always on site mm -hmm. in case something, something happens and yeah. all that other good stuff. Now, let's talk about your community involvement. Now, how important is giving back to the community for you guys, and what exactly have you guys done so far to give back? Yeah, we really like to be able to be a part of the community and being able to help out with different events. Right. So um, the Ivoryton Pumpkin Festival, yeah. that is like our, our biggest local help. Um, we are the, the space that all the pumpkins get dropped off to. Okay. Um, so radios <clears throat> will often get the pumpkins from there and through donations from different organizations. Sure. Um, and then a little bit of help from radios as well. Mm -hmm. We'll get all the pumpkins. This year we had around 300 pumpkins or something like that. Holy cow. Um, and we were able to, we have one day, like right before the pumpkin festival, mm -hmm. um, we just say, everybody, hey, come, we need you to carve as many pumpkins as you want. And we just start carving pumpkins and carving pumpkins and then they're brought down to Iverton and set up on the bleachers and candles are put in them. So that was our first big event that we were able to help out with again after everything started to open back up. Um, We've also been able to do some parades. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Essex Go Bra, that's uh, the that's right. that Irish was recently. parade. Yeah. That was recent. How was that? That was fun. It was supposed to rain that day. That's right. So we were all a little bit hesitant. We were looking up at the sky, being like, ah, oh, is it gonna be okay? It was raining when I left my house. Yeah. And then once we got there, it was dry. We were able to all walk. All right. We, we had some bushy old families that were on the street and they would see really? the sign and they'd be like, oh, Bushy Hill, yeah, like that was so good. Like absolutely. I love seeing them. Oh, abso absolutely, absolutely. And any other community involvement events? Um, those are all that we've done right now. Okay. Um, but as we go throughout the the year, we have more options to help out with Iverton and doing different activities for them. We in the past we've helped out with um, the Christmas um, mm -hmm. down sure. lights and things like that. So, yeah. Nice. And now, what other, uh, what other information do we want to share about Bushy Hill? Man, so our programs, um, we've been able to really help out and build up a lot of the things that we've been doing right now. Okay. And um, the one area that we are 
super excited about that I'm moving forward with is getting our volunteer force back in um, running. Okay. So that's the one thing that we're sort of like reaching out to our community and being like, hey, where can we help with you guys and have you guys help us as well? Like high schoolers need volunteer hours. We have right. a bunch of high schoolers that come through our programs. So <clears throat> that's sort of the, the big thing that we're, we're looking at right now. Absolutely. And for one, from what I understand, you guys also do teen programs as well. Yes. Let's yeah. talk about that. So our teen programs, we have the Scout program, which okay. is our wilderness survival program. <clears throat> and we have Bushy Mountain, which is a leadership program um, geared more towards working as a community. We'll often have them build um, community spaces. So this past summer's Bushy Mountain found a new spot on property. Okay built the trail to it and established that for everybody. Um, so the Bushy Mountain crew is really doing the advanced day camp day. They'll be able to be on boats more, they'll be able to do the high ropes more often and do things like that where they're really building their, their leadership skills. Right. And then the scout program is the kids that really enjoy being a part of nature, being inside of um, the, the, the outside world and making fire by friction. So we'll do that. We'll find plants on the ground and be able to identify them. Right. We'll be able to move naturally through the woods, identify tracks and all of those things that really make the landscape itself less foreign and make it so that they become more a part of the land. Cool. Glenn, would you mind sticking around for another segment? Sure. All right, we'll be right back. As a scientist, I know by the time she takes her first breath, nine billion more tons of carbon pollution will be in the air. When she takes her first steps, wildfires will have burned millions more acres she could have explored. By the time a child born today goes to college, it may be too late to leave them the world we promised. Our window to act on climate change is like watching them grow up. We blink and we miss it. You matter. You matter. You matter. And your words matter too. Your words matter. What you say in the hallways at school or in the student section at a game matters. Words can be hurtful. Words can be offensive. Words can leave scars. Words can also inspire. Support and uplift. You and your words. Are they both important? As, As a matter of fact, yes. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti sitting here with Glenn from the Bushy Hill Nature Center. Glenn, welcome back. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Thanks for sticking around, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So let's talk about, let's open up this segment again, talking about maybe some of the programs and doing a little bit of more of an explanation of each program that the, you guys offer at Bushy Hill. Yeah. Um, so I always love starting right where we're about to head. And okay. that is our... Um, wetlands program that we do with the schools. So we offer this from a, a range. Um, either second grade up to fifth grade is the usual range for a lot of the programs that come through for us. Okay. And what we really do in this one is we dive into what is in our local surroundings. Mm -hmm. So we'll take the kids and we'll start them off with looking into just the big scope what is in our pond. So we'll have them catching frogs, we'll have them looking at all the little bugs that might be in there. 
we have our um, little sheet where we'll not just tell the kids, you found a green frog, you found a pickerel frog. We'll be like, you found this sweet frog, like, tell me about it. Right. What is this? And they'll, they'll be able to start pointing out the different things that they see and then start to identify them with that um, sheet. So they really start to internalize what they're learning. Um, and then we'll bring them through our Atlantic White Cedar Swamp. Okay. And that's a super special place because it only has like a limited range that can grow. So showing them that space is really nice along with the fact that it transitions from this like very dry woods down to that like swampy peat land. And then when we come back from there, we have our bioscope station where we talk about all the things that are in just a drop of water. So we have a microscope that we can project onto the wall and we can show them these different things that they're not normally seeing exactly. with the naked eye. So that really helps being like, here's tap water from your fountain. And it's pretty much empty. Sometimes you're like a little piece of dust on the lens. Right. We're like, that's nothing. Absolutely. And then there's like amoebas in the pond water. We're like, this is why you don't drink it. Exactly. Um, so that's what we're coming up on. And then um, our summer camp. That's the next one that happens. Mm -hmm. And that one has so many things that happens. But I really like the fact that now we can serve from four to 16. And we have our four-year-old program, which is for our seedlings. So we have a special program just for them. And that fills up so fast. Yeah. There's so many people that want to be able to give their children that experience of being in nature and being able to explore with their friends. And then we have our, our day camp, which goes from 5 to 12. Okay. And that is where everybody starts to do a lot of their learning and building those social skills and still learning around in nature. Um, we have our swim time daily. We have a snack entertainment where we have snack time. And we have songs and skits and different activities that we can do to cool. like, entertain the kids while, they've, while they're pooped from the day. Exactly. So that's really fun, making sure that we can integrate that with them. And then up into our teens, I talked about the Bushy Mountain and the Scout program, but yeah. another thing that we have is our CIT program. So some people really connect with just being that leader and teaching kids. And that's the projection that people like myself took or people like Brendan took mm -hmm. that really want to become those educators. And we help to give them those skills to build up that. Um, so once our summer ends, we go into our Indigenous Studies program, and that's the one <clears throat> that really connects the kids with who came before and why the land sometimes is shaped the way it is or what we can do um, to acknowledge all those that came before us on this land. <clears throat> and having ourselves have a wigwam on site is a space that lets the kids really look into it and start to build out that imagined world that they had and start to bring it back into like a real life view. Right. And we also get to have a teepee on site. So we also can compare right. and contrast. Yeah, so yeah, it's a teepee really on site. Yeah. Oh, actually. We get to like build it and we had to take it down because of all the wind that's been happening recently. Oh no. Um, so we'll get to put it up in Probably middle of next week, maybe a little bit after. All right. Once this cold spell is up. Yeah, no kidding. Too so cold. that we can all use our fingers again. Yeah, no kidding. And that's an amazing aspect, too, where we get to share both sides of Native American life. It's like 
this is a style of house that was never in New England, but why? And be able to share those things. Um, and that's like the, the majority of our school programming. But then we also have our programs that we get to teach to extra, extra, our extra programs, let's right. say, where we have our maple sugaring, where we go through the entire process. Um, but not only do we talk about the modern day process, we also have a history. So we talk about how the Native Americans and the colonists would have gone through and made maple syrup or yeah. made maple sugar exactly. and show the tools that they used. Yeah. So those things are all really helpful and amazing to widen people's thoughts on like what has gotten us to where we are today. Exactly. So, yeah. Now, how hard is it for maple sugaring and to make maple syrup? So the crazy part is yeah. for really good trees, yeah. you have about 3% of sugar. Okay. So you have about 40 gallons of sap to make one gallon of syrup. So that's a lot of work. Holy cow. And for us, we use a, an old style of collection. So we have a tap mm -hmm. in a tree and a bucket hanging from that tap. Yes. So we have a three-gallon bucket, and we have a five-gallon carrying bucket. Mm -hmm. So I'll be pouring that into the bucket and then carrying it over to my car. And um, this year collected probably around 300 gallons. Okay. Just like hauling it into the back of the car. All right. And um, we're able to boil down a lot of it, but that end process where we're taking it from that sap to that syrup, yep. that's where a lot of attention is needed. Right. So you got to boil it all down. The evaporators have slots in them sure. so that it can get as much surface area heated sure. as possible. And then the very end of the evaporator is where it'll be almost done and fully done. And then if you go a little bit too far, that's when you really got to start watching it. Uh-oh. And then we'll also have a finishing pan so that we can control it a little bit better. Yeah. Because with the raw fire and raw wood, that gives a lot of question. Mm -hmm. Like, how hot is this piece of wood? Is it on the downside? Is it on the upside of heating or, or cooling? So we have to make sure that we're really taking care of that. Exactly. But we have a propane heater or a propane stove, so that'll be able to keep that constant heat. Okay. So we can get it to the right temperature or we can get it to the right uh, density. And then we can put it into our finishing pan or we heat it up to 180 degrees for 10, 10 minutes. And then it's basically pasteurized, sterilized. And then we can put it into our containers. Start to finish, how long does it take? So. Once you have everything collected, yep. and you're just in the finishing, or once you're in the evaporator, I would say it's quote unquote a day. So it takes okay. about eight hours right. for you to go from I have a bunch of sap to I have finished bottles. And then you guys bottle it there? We do. Nice. Yeah. So nice. as long as you have it heated up, you can close those containers and you flip them over and then let them sit for a little bit, and they'll be all set. They probably, have have, they probably have to sit for 24 hours just to to cool off, let everything like, mellow let everything out and cool off. There. Yeah, because you don't want to, you don't want to pour hot syrup on something, <laughs> then you're going to probably burn yourself, and that's not. That's probably going to be no fun. Not at all. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So we got a little bit more time left. What else you want to tell people about Bushy Hill? Man, so it's been such a great time getting back in touch with Bushy Hill. Absolutely. And um, all of our programs on property are working so well together. Okay. That's another thing that 
is really special about the property. <clears throat> we have Pequot Sherwood and Bushy Hill that are utilizing similar spaces, but they're not using the same spaces. Right. We have campers that are going to both because they really love hiking in the woods, but they also really love playing soccer. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful that we have both of those opportunities for those kids. Um, and this year, we've been able to start to utilize more of the property to offer more field days. Okay. So we've been doing um, Essex Field Day for a long time, and they've been coming to us and having a great, great big day. Um, but now we're able to offer it to more schools. And we have more people coming. We're also doing a really unique <clears throat> team building day okay. for a school, and that's something that's super special that we get to add in a lot of new elements to. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Yeah. And if people want more information on Bushy Hill Nature Center, where can they go? Yeah, bushyhill.org. We also have a Facebook page, and we also have an Instagram page. So all of those spaces show um, what we're doing, what our new things are, or when registration's about to run out, because we're filling up. I was going to say, is there still room to register? or There is still room to register. But it's um, probably filling up pretty quick. But yeah, the, as the days go on, there's significantly less and less spaces. Absolutely. So we've been getting a lot of excitement. Absolutely. And you guys are going to have a pretty busy summer, pretty successful summer, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. And more importantly, pretty fun summer. Definitely. It's, it's, it sounds like a pretty cool place to come and hang out. Yes. It's you so never good. know. People Zeddy might show up one afternoon and... Man. Hang out. I think that, I think that, I think that I think that would be fun. Yeah. I think that'd be fun to come up to the property and walk around with you and maybe do a tour one after everything quiets down after the summer's over. Yeah. Gotta get you up on that zip line. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Glenn, we're about to run out of time, but before we do, I want to thank you for coming down. Thank you. And hopefully we'll have have you back soon. Yes. You got it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. On behalf of Glenn, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night and we'll see you next time.